0: It is overwhelming to get a lot of photos. In a way, it can kind of water down the value of the photos you take. It's like if you commissioned a painter for your house and you want one beautiful painting above your bed, but then instead they create like 58 by 12s to hang on your wall. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with all of these?
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good. What about you?
1: I'm doing super well. Uh, Where does this podcast find you today?
0: Well, right now I am in my little town home on my couch with my dog, so in Dallas, Texas. So that's cozy. It's raining outside.
1: <laughs> All right, right on. Um well, I wanted to bring you on for, you know, a very specific reason, uh to talk about, you know, we talked about this on the phone a, a couple weeks ago about this new business model or maybe an old business model. Um that you're starting to implement in your business called in-person sales. Yeah. So I was curious about that. Um, Maybe if it helps for the listeners out there to kind of set a, maybe sort of like a foundation of this conversation to talk about the difference between in-person sales, between that and what we're normally used to, which you kind of put in a good way. You called it like shoot and burn. Yep. Tell us, let's start with uh, maybe what is shoot and burn or what's kind of our group definition of shoot and burn?
0: Yeah, so shoot and burn is probably what is most common now. Um, It came about during like the digital age where you could take photos of your clients and then you can send the photos. They used to do CDs and um, like drives that you could send to people, but now you can do, um, you can send all your digitals through an online gallery through email and then your clients can access that gallery and download all the photos. So it's essentially just taking all the photos, editing them, and then sending them to your clients and it's all digitized. Um, and typically you would send all your photos to your clients. Some photographers will do like, you can have a select, like you can choose how many to download. If you want to download more, you can pay for more. Um, and they know this ahead of time before they book. Um, so like say like, I'll deliver however many photos are in the shoot, but you have 15 downloads. You can download 15 images. If you want more, you can buy them, but it's still all digital. Um, and that's, the process you're not selling a product or anything it's just digital photos
1: and it's you know it's usually like here's 200 for any you know usually the pricing is like it's 200 photos or 300 photos or 400 photos um, maybe let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of that model before we get into in-person sales um, The first one in my mind is, or maybe maybe it's a pro, maybe it's a con, is that it is all digital and that there are no hard costs. There's no print costs. There's no finding a print shop or finding your favorite printer out there. It's just super convenient for the consumer.
0: It's really fast. Um, It's great in the beginning stages of being a photographer. The last, like I've always done it, Um, that I've never done anything but shoot and burn for, you know, like however many years I've been shooting and it's so easy because I just have to take photos and deliver them. It's quick. Um, and then the clients like, uh, you know, a selling point is you get all the photos and clients love to hear that. Um, and if you're a new photographer, you're more likely going to edit more photos and deliver more photos because you're less picky and you're just like, I hope they like all of these. <laughs> so you have less of an eye of like, what's a good photo. Um, and you're more insecure typically. So like, you're like, I don't know which ones they're going to like. Um, so that's also a reason a lot of photographers like to start shoot and burn. It's just like less pressure in a way. Um, and it's so much faster. You can also like photographers really like to do, um, a lot of photographers prefer to do high volume photo shoots throughout the month. So I know photographers who do one to three shoots every single day, five days a week for like three months straight. And that's what they prefer. If you're doing shoot and burn, that's, I mean, to me, that's not doable, but to other photographers it is because they can shoot and they can deliver. And then the next day they can go out and shoot again and they don't have to hold extra meetings or go through printers and deliver images or deliver prints to clients.
1: A con, I'm sort of hearing it a little bit, is that um, maybe that it is at times overwhelming to the client. Like when you're, hand- I think, I think when anyone's handed 400 JPEG files of anything, I think it can be overwhelming, even if it is, even if it is of your wedding, of your special event, um, is that with all those photos, like just, they just kind of don't get, some of them just don't get used or don't ever get really appreciated.
0: Yeah. That's something that I've definitely seen. Um, the longer I've shot, the more I build relationships with clients and returning clients, and I've learned that they usually only pick three to four photos that are their absolute, absolute favorites. Those are the ones they make their Facebook profiles and keep for two years are the ones they post on Instagram for every anniversary. They're the ones they print. Now they'll come back and say, I love every single photo. I don't know how to choose. And I've had clients print on their own, like the photos I deliver, they print on their own and they really struggle to choose. But in the end, they go back to the same ones. or something that speaks to them about a handful of photos um, and I myself have done photo shoots where I have loved every single image, but there's three or four that I always choose for all my purposes. Photo of me. Um, and it is overwhelming to get a lot of photos in a way. It can kind of water down the value of the photos you take. It's like if you commissioned a painter for your house and you want one beautiful painting above your bed, but then instead they create like 58 by 12s to hang on your wall. You're like, what am I supposed to do with all of these? Like I only want that one huge in my room instead of 20 to 50 photos that are small. And it kind of loses its sight in a way. Um, And that's what I've learned over time. At first I used to think, no way, no way. They're going to love every single image. They're going to want every single image. And that's what you think they want. Clients don't necessarily know what they want. Um, They think they know what they want until you show them the value and then they realize, okay, like you're the expert. I I trust you. And really what they want are like some, a few quality images that they can
1: always have. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, there's – th- I think we realize – or maybe we don't realize this, that we re- – as consumers, we actually like curation. We don't actually like to go out and find and create our own taste. Like if someone can choose the taste for us and choose what is best for us, especially a, a someone who is in this field, like – a, a photographer who knows photos and knows what it makes a good photo, um, giving them the power a little bit to say, Hey, you know what? You choose the best photos and I'll like what you choose.
0: True. I mean, even grocery stores are rebranding to curated brands and not giving you multiple options. Like, even if, gr- if grocery stores are doing that, like, you know, people want to have quality, just a few quality choices instead of a million choices and you're not sure.
1: Yeah, there's, there's definitely choice fatigue or decision fatigue. Like, I, I don't know. And that, and that can affect your, you know, customer experience, how, you know, all, you know, cause it's not just when they sign the contract and when you shoot the photos with them. It's all the way to the very end of delivery that, you know, you want to make this as fun, as seamless, as streamlined as possible for your client. There you go. Um, okay. So that's maybe that's our foundation for the shoot and burn model. Uh, tell me a little bit about in-person sales and kind of how you found out about this or how you kind of, you know, what was, what was kind of your process of considering this and the pros and cons of in-person sales? A
0: few years ago, I think I learned about it a few years ago. I started taking it super seriously a year ago, like exactly a year ago. I was like, you know, I'm going to start considering this. So I started like chewing on it more and like becoming used to the idea of it, but I saw about it. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for photographers. Um, and they're all like community based communication and helping each other. And like photographers post their success stories. Well, there's this one photographer that I kept seeing her name pop up in these Facebook groups. So I started following her on social media because she was posting her success stories. She was holding bundles of cash saying, I just made $4,000 in one shoot. I'm so happy. My clients are happy. I gave them full customer service and I made $4,000 and I'm like, Whoa, first of all, you're not even cheating someone. You made $4,000 on a shoot. And then I went to her, her um, website and her Instagram and she's saying like, you know, I sell albums and prints and um I don't sell the digitals. And I was like, hold up, wait, what? And then I realized this is how photography used to be before. Like, you know, everything was digital. Um, and it kind of just goes back to the classical like uh, photography session. And I loved it because it it made me feel like my – if I, I put myself in her shoes and I was like, if I were her, I would feel like my work was actually valued and that I was doing something like more like an artist would, like a painter, or a sculptor, like you're creating something three-dimensional commission and customized for someone that's buying your services and your expertise and your eye. Um, and it felt less like business transaction and a quick – Just, I need a photographer, like here's some photos, um, deliver the gallery goodbye. And that's how I always felt. And, and I think that's because like for me, um, I've always been very much like into personal connections with people, even if it's just meeting them for the first time at a coffee shop, I want to like genuinely get to know this person on a, a nice, like a good level of like, who are you? I want to hear your story. I get to do that with clients and in-person sales now. I'm not just going to see them one time at the photo shoot and then deliver the photos and say goodbye. Um, and that's what she was talking about on these Facebook groups. Every time she posted a success story, she's like, I've held two meetings before the photo shoot, did the photo shoot. Um, I did the reveal session and then I did the delivery. And I was like, OK, that seems like a lot of work up front. But when you make $4,000 on one shoot and you get to really customize your valued work for your client, that's, when, that's what got me. I was like, she's doing like full service. And that spoke to me. So I started um, doing more research on it about a year ago and understanding like the softwares you need and the workflow and, you know, the pros and cons of it. You know, some people would say the con is it's very time consuming. You're putting a lot more time into each customer. Yes. But you're also... Uh, have a higher value on your your work and your process, so that I choose overshoot and burn personally
1: so it's almost like uh you know i th- I think all photographers are pretty familiar when a client asks for Hey, can I have your raw files, and you know that kind of same f- feeling of you know hell no, I'm not going to give you my raw files. this is the most precious thing we're almost we're taking it uh even one step further back instead because the client you're telling the client i'm not going to give you all four hundred jpeg photos you only get what you pay for or you you only get uh you get as much as you want to pay for so if you want 5 photos or 10 photos or 20 photos then you pay per photo and that you're essentially keeping as an artist as a creative you're keeping the sort of intellectual property the ip to yourself and you're and you're increasing the value there and making it like you said, less of a commodity and more of like a valued service?
0: So like a lot of photographers I know who do shoot and burn around here who are not completely full-time or don't rely solely on their own income, they shoot um, an entire two-hour session for about $300. Then they deliver 300 images. So when you break down the cost of each photo they're delivering, like if you divide the cost of the shoot per photo and then the work that went into it, these photos are essentially pennies that they're giving away to clients. And that waters down the value to me. Um, so in in-person sales, I'm like, you get to choose your photos. The ones that you love, these are, this is your choice and you spend what you want, but you get to choose and then you buy that photo um, as a print. And some photographers give the digital with the print and in-person sales. Like it depends on your packages. Um, but I just think that's so beautiful that you get to value your art like that in, the, in a digital photography world.
1: So tell me about the buying process, you know, or let's talk about you know, let's talk about the in person aspect of in person sales. I mean, I know it's kind of hard right now, everyone meeting in person. Maybe it's a, you know over a Skype call or maybe over the phone, um, but let's talk about you know that. Sales scares a lot of creatives, you know, selling face-to-face, you know, acting like a realtor or a car salesman that, like, that scares so many people who may be introverted or um, maybe because they got into photography they didn't want to deal with people that much or they wanted to just kind of hide behind their little Lightroom edits and just, you know, watch The Office and, you know, be alone. Um, And now we're telling photographers, okay, maybe you should start getting in front of clients and selling your services uh, or, you know, creating some value or showing uh, showing clients that you have this value and that it should be appreciated and it should cost more. Um, let's talk about the buying process now. So uh, maybe when a f- client first walks in the door, metaphorically, um, all the way to when we're actually, you know, doing the in-person sales and selling the photographs. What does that look like? What, what could a – like Give me like a perfect ideal uh, scenario for an in-person sale.
0: Every client that comes to me, if they've looked at my website or my Instagram uh, and done any bit of research at all, like even just five minutes worth, they're going to know that I sell product because I'm going to have that all over my media so that they know that that's where my value is at. So they're going to see photos of the product I sell and probably videos as well. Um, and those will be linked like on my website to my YouTube. So they can actually see, okay, this person sells these prints. They look beautiful. Then they're going to inquire a shoot with me um, on my website. I'll have, these are my starting prices, but what you spend is up to you. Basically what I'm going to do and what almost every in-person sale photographer I see does is you have a sitting fee and the sitting fee is like between $100 and $600 that is, that does not include any digital photo or product whatsoever. It includes um, if you wanna have hair and makeup done, uh, location scouting, um, a guide for the uh, client to look at, like where are the locations we can shoot at, the options, what fits my style. The guide can also include styling, and how I run my shoot, um, what to do the day before your shoot. It will also have a process of all the meetings that will take place so that they're completely prepared. That is included in the sitting fee. It is basically just setting up for the rest of the shoot. Then they they pay you the sitting fee. They do the photo shoot with you. Um, So that's like, you know, after after, um, they book, they're going to have some meetings with you, like a consultation, and they're going to do the photo shoot. Then two to three weeks later, and some photographers are like the day of or like a week later, um, you hold a reveal session. And that's when you go to their house or they come to your studio or you go to a Starbucks, whatever works. Uh, right now, people are doing these as Zoom sessions because of COVID. Um, this is where you show them the photos for the first time. So you're literally sitting with them when they see the photos for the first time. Um, and then you can make it a beautiful presentation, like a slideshow with music if you want. Um, you also can bring print product with you on the reveal session so they can physically touch and hold what their prints can look like. So I would bring a framed print, a canvas, a gloss acrylic, and an album if those are what I'm going to sell. And then that will allow them to see what they want to buy. Um, you can also do this in a consultation if you do a consultation meeting in person with them before they shoot so that they already have it in their mind. Like these are the products that I sell again right now. People really aren't doing that because uh, of COVID. So everything's digital, unfortunately. Um, but basically by the time that they see their photos, they know exactly what you offer, um, what your start, like what they can spend. Like you, they know that the starting point of buying a print can start at 300 to thousand dollars. So all the expectations are set. They're just ready to look at their photos and choose which ones they want to print. And then you help them design a gallery wall if you want. Or you walk through their house and say, this hallway could use three canvas and 16 by 20. This bedroom could use a wall cluster with 11 different prints and create a design. Um, and then you could get two albums, one for your coffee table and then one for your um, grandparents. And then you sell all of that right then and there in the reveal session. And they they purchase it all. Um, they can pay up front they can do um, a down payment they can do payment installations um, however you set it up. but in the reveal session, when they get their photos for the first time is also when they buy their
1: print let 's talk about the i 'm curious now about kind of the pricing how we 're pricing everything how we 're make you know how we 're padding in profit how we're you know on the so we have the sitting fee at the very beginning, and that 's just the Uh, basically the opportunity to talk with you, to speak with you, to kind of plan.
0: And it includes the photo shoot and the consultation. So like planning, like the consultation, the details, the photo shoot, hair and makeup, everything but the photos.
1: So it's almost like no matter the project, that is pretty baseline. That's pretty standard. That kind of, you know, no matter the client, no matter how big the event, it's around, for this example, it's around $600 flat. When they get into the reveal session, they're, they're not paying for that, but they are, but th- that's the chance for them to place their order with you to, to, if they want to do prints, if they want to do canvases. Um, does it just take time to figure out the prices? Like, you know, what are the kind of stumbling blocks that a, a first time IPS person is going to do? Um, is it, you know, with what kind of pricing is it like? Do you double the price if it costs you ten dollars to print? Do you charge twenty? Is it just an attack on extra thirty uh, percent? How are we how are we making sure that we price this properly so that um, we are making more money, or that we have the opportunity to kind of make this a really profitable event for um, for our photography business?
0: That's a really good question. And with the research I've done in the last year, I've followed different photographers who do IPs, and I've seen that they all approach their packages and prices differently. When you set up your packages, it's really smart to set them up in a way that allows to upsell. Um, so basically saying like, okay, if you buy an album, it's going to cost you a thousand and say the album costs $300 to make. Um, but if you purchase a wall cluster, I give you a $500, um, print credit so that it incentivizes them to buy even more and you're still profiting. Um, but again, like packages are set up differently based off of how you want to have your selling point. So what I've realized is some photographers very much curate their packages where they sell like only two to three things and it is set in stone. They're going to sell their album and they're going to sell three gift prints, which are just mounted like prints that have no um, frames, no mat boards, no canvas. And then they might sell um, like some announcement cards. So like it's very simple. It allows for the client to already know what they sell. They don't have to have too many options. They're going to buy an album and get an album no matter what. It's really simple. But I personally don't like that because I don't think you have the opportunity to sell more if the client wants more. So I've seen other photographers sell where you go into their home and say, like, I don't have a limit on the amount of designs that I sell on my wall. I don't have a limit the amount of canvas you can buy. Um, what we do is we completely customize for you and for your home and for your needs. If you only want to buy an album, that's okay. But if you want to do a wall cluster in your living room and then a huge photo for your hallway – and then um another photo for each bedroom then we can do that um so how photographers profit is if they have like a set package like the the first option i said they usually take the print cost of these packages and quadruple them um because that allows for you to set 25% aside for taxes 25% of cost of doing business 25% of going back into reinvesting in your business. And then 25% you pay yourself. Um, the way I am more interested in doing it, I'm still going to um, create profit on every product I sell, but I might not quadruple every individual product because I'm going to create of indiv- the customized packages per um, clients once. And I have realized what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a binder with me to my reveal sessions that has all the prices for everything. And then I'm going to set the price that I would sell it at um, if it was like a la carte. And then if they want to create a customized package, then I might give them a print credit that allows them. So like, say like a one canvas, an eight by 10 canvas is $200 to purchase from me, but they want to buy five of those instead of, selling five eight by 10s at that price, I might cluster it and be like, okay, you get a discount because you're buying five of these at once. So then I create a customized package. So really, that is a question that is so dependent on the way you set up your sales and how much you want to have a curated package going in to the reveal session or how much you want to sell on the point that day. And for me, I want to focus on sales and not as much of a curated package. So that's a really... I don't know if I, my, my answer was clear enough, but basically it really depends on how you want to set up your packages.
1: What's really sticking out is that the 25, 25, 25, 25 thing, the, you know, 25 for taxes, 25 for yourself, 25 for your cogs, and 25 for, what was the last part? Paying yourself. Always forget that. Um, I, I think a lot of photographers forget to do that. Um, all right. Now I'm trying to get, all right, I'm channeling my like cynical photographer here. Like, okay, let's, let's poke holes in this. Like, all right. Uh, you charge your flat fee and you took the photos. What if they don't buy any photos? Like they just you took the photos. The basically it's on your hard drive, but they don't have access to it, and they just say we don't want to print anything. Does ha, what do you do in that scenario? Or just say that? I mean, is it just a kind of a break-even kind of scenario? Or
0: so what I would do is I would ask them why. Um, first so that I know that I'm giving them the best customer service possible. If it's like, if they say we literally hate every single photo, then I'm going to do what I can to make them happy and maybe even set up like a mini shoot where they can purchase. But if it's just like, you know what? We changed our mind. We don't want to buy prints. Thank you for your service. And I'm going to walk away. And that's, that is the side of it. That sucks. Uh, if they literally don't buy anything or if they only buy like $200 worth of print, like that, that will hit you. <laughs> but to me, it's part of the game of creating the best customer service, setting up expectations and being mm-hmm. the best salesperson ever that that will not happen. And if it does, you have to walk away confidently knowing that is an anomaly.
1: Yeah, there's a part of me that's like, oh, you're just, you're you know, the client's like, you're just holding my... Photos hostage, like just give me the digitals or just give me the prints like something. Like this is this isn't fair. It's uh,
0: like yeah, and you could get that. That could definitely happen, but like the majority of times that won't happen because you're setting up expectations and communications so clearly. That they know going in, and if they do that, then they're just trying to manipulate you than actually being fooled.
1: What if they do just want to, want the digital prints, or not the digital prints, the digital files? Like, hey, you know, my last photographer, can you just hand us over, just send us a little Dropbox transfer? You know, can we just have the a couple JPEG files?
0: So what's really cool is I've noticed that a lot of photographers in in person sales they actually sell the digitals with the print. So if you choose a print, then you get the digital with it. You're not going to get the digitals that you don't print, but you're going to get the ones that you've printed. So, or if you spend a certain amount of money, like say your packages start at a thousand, but you spend $4,000 on a photo shoot. At that point, a photographer has upselled so much that they're like, here's all the digitals. This is what I offer. If you're going to buy my highest $4,000 package or more, you get all the digitals. So what you can say is, you have the option of getting digitals. This is my this is my package that allows you to get the digitals. So if you want the digitals you can spend this much or buy this package. Mm-hmm. And then that's up to them. If they don't want it then be like look I told you this is the digital this is the print. Um, we can set something up, but I don't just give digitals. And like, they know that ahead of time.
1: No, that's perfect. It's almost like when you buy a book and they kind of include a free ebook of the book that you just bought. It's like, you know, it's just kind of a add on value. Like, you know, I, I wasn't expecting this, but now that I have it, great. That's, that's awesome.
0: Which is a great way to sell.
1: <laughs> I think we're, we're tying into this nicely about, uh, setting expectations with your client. Cause I think there's a difference between, um, um, Externally set an expectation and then internally set an expectation. Let's talk first about externally set an expectation and, and that's including your marketing, your branding, uh, how you kind of position yourself in the, in your industry locally. Um, is this something that we should be advertising or is this like, is in-person sales something that should be in our Instagram bio or something on our website or, Uh, In in the FAQ section, is it like, is this a selling point or is this just part of a business process that is kind of a little too finance nerdy that we don't really need to talk about it with our clients?
0: I say talk about it because it's your value point. It's what makes you unique. It's what shows that you're there for the full customer service from from the consultation to delivering hand delivering the photos into their home that they curated themselves um, that you help design. So for me, I'm like, I'm going to have it on my highlights. I'm going to have it on my YouTube. I'm going to have it on my blogs, in my galleries. I'm going to have it on my, about me because it's what I value. I've always valued prints. Um, so personally, that's what I would use as part of my mission statement is not only do I want to give you full customer service that you can, um, not have to work or have, your own um, labor and mistakes of printing yourself that I do it for you. But I've also always been obsessed with my own photo prints growing up that you know, my mom shot photos of my family growing up and they were all film. And so we put them in the album. So that was one of my favorite things growing up is looking at those. So I'm not gonna hide that part of the story of why I'm going in person sales. I'm going to shout it everywhere. I'm gonna be like, I want to be there with you. 110% of the way I want to do everything for you. I don't want you to have to sweat over any of the process of this photo shoot experience. And I value the print. So for me, I'm like, you need to put it everywhere because people that don't want that you're going to qualify your clients. People that are interested in that, they're going to come to you. If they don't want that at all, and they know they don't want that, then like you're not going to have those inquiries and waste your time on clients who don't want that. You're going to spend like 30 minutes on a phone call with them and go through their emails and then in the end not book. Um, so it's a great way to qualify your clients, but it's also a great way to like stick to your mission statement as well.
1: Yeah, we're kind of dancing around this, but it's almost you're you're elevating yourself as a photographer and like, you know, people always ask the question like how can I raise my rates? How can I charge more? How, how why I don't think the clients value the work that I do or they just, you know, they don't really they just want me to hand them the files and call today and, and there's no relationship built. Um, what I and that sounds like we're like evangelizing this, but like what IPS is is a way to kind of put you, the photographer, in the driver's seat of the client interaction, as opposed to being in the passenger seat where the client is telling you what to do, the client is telling you how to shoot, when when to shoot, what you need to hand over. Um, it's really putting you in the you know you're in charge of the engagement, you're in charge of the the sales process, the photo process. Um, and I think if you're able to achieve that, then you're able to kind of set yourself up as I'm more valuable. Therefore I charge more and I cost more.
0: And that will like eliminate options. Like people are scared to raise their prices or move to a new business model like this because they have insecurity about the value of their own work, but they also place the opinions of like the worst case scenario that another person would have of them like saying they're not going to like my photos and not going to want to print it. Well, who's to who's to know what if you actually did do it? And they were so thankful for that and they love it so much. They were thankful they paid extra for that full service and now have prints. They get to look at every single day in their home. Um, so we just let the insecurity and uh, like eat at us. And then, so we give the power to the client, but the client doesn't know what they want. Like you need to guide them. Um, so that's, yeah, like but basically you so say you're taking c- control and uh, like giving the service to the clients instead of telling them like you get to make the decisions because ultimately that does stress a client out and they don't know it.
1: If you're just thinking about starting this, you know, uh, maybe I'm, I'm doing shoot and burn right now and I'm just kind of sick of clients treating me like crap or not really valuing my work, um, should I go all in on this or should I try it on the next photo shoot of mine or should I start to change my wording on my website? Like what are some, you know, first one, two, three steps uh, for people looking to get into in-person sales?
0: There's a variety of things you could do. So what I've done is I've implemented myself into to IPS photo groups and taken some marketing classes under um, Sue Bryce and IPSM Revival. And it's just a way to prepare you for sales, selling prints. It helps me wrap my mind around it and then understand uh, how to, like the logistics of selling prints as well. It helped me with marketing techniques. So I suggest like anyone interested in it to to get some education on it, even if it's just a little bit. Um, the next step is you want to start buying prints that you, you will use as sample prints and that you're used to like, so you also know the process of buying a print I buy through Miller's. So I um, take advantage of their sales. They'll do like album sales that you can purchase an album through them for 25% off. So what I do is I customize an album that I would want to sell to clients, but I use sample photos. So like for senior, I do senior photos. So for senior photos, I took 20 different senior photos from different shoots and I put them in an album so that they could see not only my portfolio, but printed out in an album that they could buy. And I'm going to buy gloss acrylics, canvas, um, normal, just like fine art prints so that you understand the process. When you receive the photos, you know how you feel. Um, and you can touch them and look at them and get to know the product. That way you can sell it. Cause you can't sell what you don't know and what you don't feel. Um, so that's a good next step is to collect your sample prints and understand the process. Um, I would I would think that it would be very smart for the next step is to take three different clients on and say, I will not charge you a sitting fee. I am new to this uh, process, and I want to use you as a guinea pig in this process. Um, you do not have to pay for my photo shoot experience, but... I want to do the photo shoot and the reveal session so that I can, you know, get used to it. And then if they want to buy photos from you, you can offer them the prints at a low cost because you're not going to pay out of pocket for prints. You, they still have to at least purchase like the actual print cost from the printing company. Um, but that's a really good way to set up an expectation with new clients, get used to the process and get feedback from them. You can say what did you like about the process, what did you not like, was there anything confusing about it? Basically, do your market research with the clients that you're bringing on that when you're new to the sales process. That way, you get a, a flow with it and get feedback, and you're not cheating anyone because you're new to it.
1: Among all this, I think there's one thing that we that's not really discussed enough in sales is that if you want to, there you can only practice sales or like talking sales with. Uh, a client you it's hard to kind of practice that in the mirror so to speak or like practice that with a friend like you kind of have to stumble through your first your first couple of in person actual clients uh, because you're going to say the wrong thing you're going to st- stumble over it. you're not going to know exactly what your prices are you're going to be like uh let me look that up one second um, which is which may be the intimidating part of getting over this like like you there's no you know, you can't do this with your mom on the phone and pretend play pretend. You have to get in front of actual clients and say, uh, this is what I charge. This is, these are the services. This is what I'm offering. This is the pa- what the package looks like. Um, and that just uh, sad, good or bad. It, it just takes practice.
0: Yes. You have to be okay with, uh, vulnerability and you have to go in confidence because that's just, you're going to make mistakes and you have to accept that. <laughs> like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it once you nail it, because you're going to be able to give that customer service and make that money. As far as in-person sales goes, it's worth it. If you're the type of person that likes to be in a service industry that likes to sell, likes to make money and, and you like people. And I know there are in-person sale photographers that are introverted and shy and have like super social anxiety um, and they've overcome that. So it's possible for anyone to do, but like, I also think it's not for everybody. I would like to say it is because I want the industry to be held at a certain standard because I think photography is an art that gets overlooked easily because like everyone can take photos with their iPhones and everything's digital now. But I do believe that anyone can do it. <laughs> it just, it's if you're willing to do it. And it's a mindset thing more than anything. It does take a lot of working on your mindset and your confidence and being okay with failure. And, um, and when I say failure, I mean like, just not landing a sale like you wanted. It's a learning process in the end. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's a beautiful way to hold value within your art. Um, so, I highly encourage people to check it out and at least consider it and learn about it. I mean, I've known about it for a while now and I'm just now getting to it. Um so there's no pressure to do it like dive in immediately. Um, but at least consider it.
1: <laughs> One thing we didn't consider, and now it's just coming to me, is about, you know, referrals, word of mouth is so critical with photographers that this creates a way more avid fan than just the shoot and burn. Kind of process like, like you have met with them now three, four times in person. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just this huge, huge amount of rapport built up and relationship built up that, yes, of course, I'm going to refer you. Yes, of course, I'm going to give you a testimonial. Um, it really creates like a super, super fan of your of your business
0: like imagine walking into a boutique that sells super high-end clothing like you know you're going to spend money when you walk in but you're also excited because you know you're getting quality in a specific brand and then you end up walking away spending two thousand dollars worth of customized clothing that fits your body perfectly and is unique and no one else has and then you get to show it off and be yourself and like you're like yeah i went to that boutique if you want something like this you have to go there And then you're literally wearing it and people are seeing it and they're asking, where did you get those clothes? It's exactly what in-person sales is. People value the items that they spend more money on typically, not always, but a lot of the time, if you're going to spend more money on something that's customized and tailored towards you, you're going to value it at a much higher rate. And you're also going to recommend it also for like word of mouth marketing. It doesn't even have to be that you're the one, like the client that bought the prints is the one even talking about it. They could just have the prints hanging on their walls and then they host a party or have a friend over and the people go, Oh my gosh, like who did that? These are beautiful. Who's your photographer? That's marketing right there. Like your photos are like being seen by people because you printed them and put them on your client's walls. So it's just, yeah, you're going to have, yeah, you said a much more avid fan. Um, higher word of mouth and a lot more value being talked about.
1: Well, all right, Madeline, where can we find your work? Where can we find your website? Let us know.
0: Yeah, on Instagram, it's Madeline Fay Photo, and my website's Madeline Fay com.
1: And that's Fay, F A Y E. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Madeline. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Episode's over. Before you swipe away, I have two things for you to check out. Okay. Maybe three, but just kind of stick with me. Number one is my daily email for photographers. Each day I'm sending out short, actionable lessons on how to improve the business side of your photography business. You'll learn about marketing, strategy, pricing your work, and so much more. Sign up for the first five lessons on jordanpanderson.com. It's my name with .com. It's, it's pretty easy to remember. Number two, and this is a big one, I'm offering one-on-one coaching for photographers who are looking to accelerate their business, get consistent leads, and build a brand they're proud of. Schedule a time to chat at jordanpanderson.com slash coaching. Last is number three. It's this podcast. I'm not asking you to subscribe or go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a little bit, it's a little bit overdone. But I am asking you to go back, find an episode that resonates with you, download it, and give it a listen. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. I help photographers who hate marketing, and I'll see you on the next episode.